Hi, this is Kyle Taylor, and this is Tune Into San Diego. I'm sitting here with David Ray, Dave Ray, formerly known as Dave Ray amongst us at the Chamber of Commerce. That's right. And Dave, what is a verbal vigilante? Well, in a nutshell, verbal vigilante came from a Toastmaster speech I gave several years ago where I was talking about good grammar and good English and arming average daily citizens to guard themselves against the perils of English out on the streets. But uh, Verbal Vigilante now with my new book is uh, my posse of aficionados who want to learn proper English and go out there and help keep the awareness and the, uh, I guess, the standards of English up high. Yeah, I am very... uh very bad at grammar. Um, <laughs> As bo- are many people. Both written and spoken. Yes. Um, but I, I appreciate, you know, this book. And, and coming to market at a, in today's world where everybody is just has tools and apps and things like that, actually knowing correct uh, use of the English language. Yes. <laughs> but... This roots from your your coaching as a as a business you know business coaching that's you know yes so yes. for years I mean you've been a business coach you how many years has it been now uh, I'm going on my sixth year and uh, I do use this quite a bit in helping my clients uh, work on their advertising their marketing writing press releases if they're going to announce a new product or a new event I've even worked with my wife and some of her clients helping them write letters to either get out of erroneous IRS fines or different issues that are going on, sometimes even personal, where you have people holding back uh, deposit money that you need to get back and they're claiming something that's really not even valid. So working on a way to help people explain their situation, give a specific ask for the other side and explain it clearly and concisely so that the person understands what they're working for and I don't want to say acquiesces, but basically gives into what they're looking for. Yeah, exactly. And then, so as a business coach, I mean, there's a lot that comes with that. You're meeting a lot of different people. There is. And you're coming into people's businesses, which is very intimate. I know it's hard for people to open up and say, hey, here's what I got. Here's what's really behind the doors. Here's what we're working with. Sometimes it's tough because people don't really want to um, really uh, explain or admit their shortcomings. If they're having a problem, um, say maybe finding clients, or if they're having a problem cutting their cost of goods, or if they're just having a problem, they don't really know what's going on or what's going wrong, and they don't really want to admit that. So that's uh, kind of a tenuous situation when you're coming in as a business coach. Um, It's not like producing a service or a, a product like you're doing a bouquet of flowers or building a house, you're kind of getting into some emotional areas many times. Yeah, much like a uh, a therapist in a way. Kind of like a business therapist, yes, exactly. A, a lot of people that I know in business, they uh, they don't have coaches and they you know they are they find their shortcomings, right? Mm. Or even a good mentor. You know, you'll you'll find out real real fast what your strengths and weaknesses are. Yes. Once you open your first business. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, any good business owner will capitalize on their strengths and subsidize their business. They're having a brain fart here. Subsidize their weaknesses. 
Yeah. Do what they do best and then hire out the rest. And that's what I always have done first. The, the first person you want to hire is the person that takes away, well, at least for me, the number one action in the business. Mm-hmm. So you want to replace yourself first so you can start working on different avenues and Exactly. And areas. The marketing and being the face of the company and all that stuff. Exactly. And so I always, you know, when people say, oh, I want to start my own business, I've been working as a, you know, plumber for some other guy or working as, you know, just being an employee of a company where they know all the trade. I say, well, look, if you love doing the work, you should just find out a way to get paid more from your current employer. Exactly. Because the other side of it is uh, a, a whole new animal. It's hard. And it so is. what what do you, you know, you've been doing this for a while now. What, what do you sort of love the most out of, you know, being in the coaching business? Uh, one of the things that really gives me a charge is seeing my clients uh, come and finally get a goal or get a completion of a project, uh, especially if it's something that they've been putting off and we finally work through it in our meetings. And, uh, you know, they can have uh, an accomplishment under their belt and they can feel really good about it and they can move on to the next project. And you have a, you know, a military background. Yes. Does that play into your coaching style? Uh, I don't think it does as much as my wife thinks it does. <laughs> she always talks to me about sometimes I come across as Commander Ray, um, too direct or too um, dictatorial. And you were in the in the Navy. In the Navy, yep. Twenty, well, ten years active, eighteen reserves, so twenty eight total. And you guys can't see this if you're listening, unless you're checking us out on Instagram, but. Dave's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. He doesn't look too much like Commander Dave right now. <laughs> no, this is my new style. It's a Hawaiian shirt under a suit. Well, hey, you know, it's, it's business and <laughs> professional, and I prefer, um, you know, personal business professional myself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, absolutely. I've always saw that was the way you come off in, in doing business, you know, as far as all the chamber meetings we go to, which you're at. Literally almost everything I'd say at the East County Chamber of Commerce. I try to be pretty active, pretty visible. I always uh, tell people, if you don't know Dave Ray, then you're not going to the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, well, I've been on the ambassador committee for three years. I've been a member for about four years. And yeah, I probably go to about 90% of the events. Now, with people that, you know, that don't go to a Chamber of Commerce as part of your coaching strategy, I'm sure it's something you touch on. is it something that you feel that is a strong, you know, component for most people's business strategies or they're not utilizing enough? Because I know that I work really hard to do a lot with the Chamber of Commerce and to be involved. And then I look at guys like yourself and Vince Ortiz and I'm like, wow, these guys, you know, they're, they're, you know, just at everything. And I'm like, wow, I look up to them. Like that's where you got to be. Now, right. where, where, how do you taper that into your into your coaching, or is it something that you just let people make their own decision on? Well, we talk about it a lot in terms of their marketing and finding how they can relate to their ideal clients. So if they're working a product or a service that's really relationship-based, I always highlight getting into the networking groups and the chambers is one of the best ways to go. There are a lot of people out there that are doing either home businesses or, or even big real retail brick and mortar businesses where it's not as much of a relationship. It's maybe more of a commodity. And for those people, a lot of times 
they'll join the chamber almost more as just a kind of like a civic duty. They say, oh, well, I have to go support the chamber and they'll pay their membership fees and maybe not even go to the events, but they don't necessarily need it to reach their ideal clients. Yeah, if the, if the community is winning is what I've always you know thought with the Chamber of Commerce because my business is very, you know, my box is very like you need it or you don't. You don't get one for a luxury item on your driveway. You right. just, it's not that type of a service. Right. But I know that if my community is winning and the parks are being built and the businesses are staying open, that means there's new tax revenue, there's homes that are staying in, you know, of value and we're not depleting our resources. So exactly. I want to help other people's businesses thrive so that the community that I'm based in does a good job. And I explain that to people sometimes. Like, what do you, what do you mean? You don't just pay your membership dues. I'm like, well, yeah, I could do that, you know, but I want to make sure that everyone's thriving. And I know about things that are at the beginning of, you know, their, you know, infancy stages because. Right. And you've been doing that for years. You've been giving an enormous amount of your time to help the chamber in all of their uh, marketing activities, doing the weekly videos and taking uh, video footage at all the events. And um, I know a lot of the people, and me included, but most of the people in the chamber, when they see you doing that, they really uh, look up to you for that kind of leadership and that kind of um, attitude where you're giving back. You're not just taking. Yeah. We, that was my, my first sort of strategy was, look, I don't have a lot to offer. We, we don't really have a budget to do, you know, pay for all these big sponsorships and have our name on everything. I was like, but if I could just do something to give back and I was like, well, I have a camera, not the greatest at, at, at operating it. And this is years ago. Now I feel like we've, we've advanced a little bit. And that brought us to where we're actually sitting right now, making this podcast. Now we have a whole yeah, you know, beautiful, company. beautiful new facility here. This yeah, let, with the video side and the uh, podcast side, it's just pretty amazing. Yeah, the Let's Tune In Media Studio here over in La Mesa. It's something that we're able to to just offer to chamber members at what I consider a, a entry level, yeah, very affordable. Uh, yeah, affordable option to absolutely if you wanted to do a podcast or, or even do the video stuff. So everyone was asking me, hey, can you make me a video? Can you? I said, no, I just donate them to the chamber. I don't have the time to be a video guy, and I still don't have the time to do it. Well, you're running your business. Yeah, so we put together a team of people that know how to do all those things, and, and now it's available. So I'm, I'm happy about that. And because of that, now we have better equipment and toys and video guys to really, yeah, to really up, upgrade really the level of the stuff. So the stuff coming out with the chamber moving forward is going to be real great. Yeah, it's a very nice facility. And, I mean, I've thought about writing a book, and, and in fact, I'm sure a lot of people have. You know, a lot of people think of it and uh, like myself, I initially thought about this idea six years ago as just a pet peeve. And I was even counseled by business coaches over the years to put it off on the back burner and concentrate on my business. And uh, this year, back in January, I finally decided, okay, enough's enough. This is it. I'm going to get this book done once and for all. So when you put the, the book together, where did you start? Like, how, Walk me through the process on that because... I know there's people out there that are gonna be listening to this. Yeah, I would. I would they want to write a book? What, what did you do to to get started? Well, I would say that I I didn't make uh, the most efficient use of my time. I kind of started with one little idea, 
thinking that that was going to be good enough. And when I came to the pretty much the conclusion of writing that part of the book, which was about half of what it is now, I, I realized it really wasn't enough to go forward with a real book project. A lot of it was stuff that people could find on the internet anyway, and it really didn't make like a statement. Yeah, writing about the Titanic's already been done before. <laughs> exactly. So I was um, basically putting together a list of words that you know people confuse all the time, like, say, the difference between bring and take, or uh, praise and a prize, or further and farther, or insure and ensure, because I would constantly hear people making those mistakes, even on the news, like journalists, professionals that were making mistakes with either the wrong words or using words that didn't exist. Like um, a lot of people say like irregardless or coincidences, I'm uh, sorry, incidences um, and realtor. Um, so things like that just got me, it just sat wrong with me. It, you know, it was like scratching your nails down the, the chalkboard. But when I got finished with that piece of it, which was really the only thing I started thinking of as the, was going to be the first book, it really just wasn't enough. And that's when I started thinking, okay, I can expand this and make this really more usable to everybody for how to write a well-crafted letter or email or press release or podcast or whatever you have to write so that it'll make an effect. It'll get you what you want. And, you know, the more I thought about it, the more um, availability, I guess, or the, the, more, the more it was where people could use it for both business and personal reasons. So I, I use that as the examples of whether you're trying to get out of a, a IRS fine that is just completely ridiculous, or if you're trying to get out of jury duty and when you're the yeah. like the sole <laughs> caregiver for your 97 year old grandmother. Yeah, how do you have time to do that? Yeah, so when I realized that there was a need, and the need was bigger than I even realized at first, I could make it a much bigger project, a much bigger book with more information that would serve more people in more ways. Exactly with. With all these new ways of getting the the point across, I think it's probably appropriate to give a little bit of your background because Dave didn't go to an online, you know, university. Nothing's anything wrong with that, but Dave probably went to one of the most profound, you know, colleges of in the United States. Oh, um, well, thank you so much. Yes. You, know, you have a background, so we want to talk about where you went to school and sort of what some of your prof proficiencies are and. And writing a book? Sure. So I, um, I attended the Naval Academy in Annapolis. I uh, became an officer in the Navy back in the uh, last, uh, last century, actually, 1980. Wow. And thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you. Last century that. sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of, it is kind of scary. But um, it was interesting because I, uh, as a child, I was a, a big math geek, uh, loved math and science and computers and things. And we really didn't have many computers back in 1970, but um, I did take a computing class uh, in high school and uh, went to the Naval Academy, as um, many high school seniors do. Uh, they kind of get invited because of their academic success in high school, and they get shown the wonderful facilities that the Academy has, and um, it's almost like the Naval Service is kind of secondary. They kind of lure you in with all these wonderful engineering labs and computer labs and all this kind of stuff. But then on the other side of it, there is the service of the country part of it. But when I graduated in 1980, I got my commission, was in the Navy, active duty for 10 years, 
And thank I you actually, for your service. Thank you. You wonderfully appreciate that. Um, you're welcome. But I was able as a as a young officer, and even as you know, throughout the 28 years, I was able to use writing to to kind of like I say, make things happen, get people awards, get people um, selected for different committees. Uh, back even in the Navy Reserves, when I was back in say like the 19, he would have been about the 2000s, early 2000s, 2005, 2007, uh, got several people uh, awarded very. Um, good uh, nationwide awards uh, who were from our unit. Um, and those types of tips and tricks and things that I talk about in the book um, basically are, are usable in any area, whether it's getting an award for someone. I even got my wife, oh, I didn't get her, but I submitted my wife for, a, um, for an award last year, the um, San Diego Business Journal, Oh, wow. CFO of the year, and she won CFO of the year in wow. the um, small business category. And what's her business again? She's a, um, they call it a fractional CFO. So she works accounting and higher level functions for small businesses who don't have either a full-time accountant or a full-time controller. Oh, wow. But um, she's, a, she's a micro business like many of us. She Absolutely. only has like uh, three part-time employees. She works out of the house. Her her office is the next bedroom down from my office yeah, yeah. in our home. And so she's not anywhere like you might think of a big, like, you know, some big pharmaceutical company or something. No, she's no, no. She's just a, a, a micro business like many others. And I was able to get her uh, through writing and explaining what she does and how she does it and her philosophy for running her business and how she serves her clients. And she actually won the CFO of the year in the small business category. That's awesome. And congratulations yeah. to, for Thank that you. achievement. That's, yeah. that's and, great for her. And Well, in, in that particular case, it was, I would say it's maybe easier because I was just identifying what she's doing. In the Navy, sometimes in order to write a, a good recommendation for someone or an evaluation for someone, uh, they were going up against a lot of other people. And you had to be real... Um, skillful about picking the good words that would really identify the impact that the people were having uh, because there might only be, you know, one or two people out of 20 that might get selected for something. So it really boils down to um, highlighting. Well, first of all, they have to be, on, you know, they have to be worthy of, of getting whatever it is you're trying yeah. to put them in for. That's, that's the first thing you have to, <laughs> you can't just make stuff up. But the people that you know, deserved it and you really wanted to identify that you really had to come down with like a specific example specific numbers and a lot of really good adjectives that really explain the impact of what they had and we were able to do that with a fair number of people over the years to get them promotions get them awards um, and just get them recognized for the hard work that we're really doing uh, whereas a lot of times I, I even saw examples of other nominations and, and packages of uh, nominations where it was just very bland. Very, I mean, by reading it, you just couldn't really get a good feel for why this person was being submitted for this award. I'm sure the people in that unit knew, but it wasn't coming across in writing. Yeah, and there's a whole review board that's going to be... Usually review boards, and they don't know this And person. all they have is the, you know, especially, you know, a few years ago, it was mostly just the text, right? There's yep. Now people might paperwork. submit videos and all these different things where you could track them down with the internet. But Absolutely. Yeah, and you're just a submitting lot. a file. 
Yeah, for years and years, it was just paper. Create and a document. You have to tell them why this person was uh, worthy of this award. And so those skills that I developed over the years in the Navy, I translated right into the book to explain for uh, just everyday people. Well, and I think that for like the generations coming up, especially, and I'm guilty of it myself, I mean, just being able to win those battles and make things happen with powerful writing, Yes, which is your catchphrase here on the book, Verbal Vigilante, is so crucial. And I think that it's becoming more and more apparent that not everything is scripted, especially post-pandemic, because you can post something on Instagram and, and sounds very intelligent. You could write it and rehearse it and all that, but... Those aren't your, you know, true words. You're not, you haven't studied a good use of, you know, the, you know, the language. Right. People are just writing a script, making themselves sound very, you know, on point for a few minutes. But when you meet them now in person, well, now it's going to be a little bit more challenging. So educating yourself, um, if you're reading this and, and you're just kind of up and coming in business, especially, or at any, at any point in your career and, in life, it's I think it's a very strong book to you know be practicing. I don't ever think a book like this is something you read once and put it away. It's going to be something that you're oh exactly yeah I going to um, study. I certainly um, recommend people when they buy it to keep it handy. I say keep it at the ready uh, so that you can refer to it. If you have a question about anything, you can refer back to some of my checklists and say, okay, well here I wrote this speech, you know, for the Rotary Club. And, you know, did I do this? Did I do that? Did I do the next thing? And you can go down the checklist and say, yep, I think I'm ready to give it. And that's really how some of these setups are. You know, you really give some great information on on how to break down the word and, you know, the verbs and adjectives and really put them into, you know, a concise way. Do you want to read any excerpts from the book? Um, We can do one, sure. Uh, Let me see. I could give. Out. And it's a great looking book too. Thank you. Yeah, I. Um, it's the right hard. size. I worked real hard on it. I've actually I had read several self published books over the years, and my impression of them was that they really weren't very professional. They certainly weren't edited by anybody because there were tons of typos. One book in particular was written by a either a Navy SEAL or some special forces gentleman, but. Great content, really good ideas, but he basically said everything three times. So a 150-page book could have been in 50 pages. Before you read that, let's take a quick little break, and we'll get right back on track. Absolutely. My Box of San Diego wants you to think outside the pod and inside the box for your moving and storage needs. Call My Box today at 858-779-2600 for all your moving and storage needs. All right, once again, this is Tune In to San Diego and this is Kyle Taylor over the Let's Tune In Media Studios. And we have Dave Ray here. And it's no coincidence that he wrote a book, Verbal Vigilante. And he's about to jump right in and read us a little excerpt from his book. Dave, take us away. Okay, so um, just to give people a, an idea of <clears throat> what's in the book, I do have a section of about maybe 60 pages or so that talks about Different words. That and he's are, going to read all 60 pages <laughs> right now. <laughs> really, 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 really fast. Um, 
the uh, yeah hit the uh, the two X on it to speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, words that people misuse or, or confuse, and I like I mentioned earlier, I did even hear a lot of people um, on the TV and radio sometimes uh, making these mistakes. But um, as an example, you know things like um, insure and ensure or a prize and a praise. Um, and, and so I have one here that I'll just give an example. So ironic and coincidental. All right, let's go. A lot of people misunderstand how to use Ironic this. and incoincidental. Coincidental. Coincidental. <clears throat> so ironic is basically being the last thing that you would expect to happen. So uh, it's not expected, and there's no rhyme or reason as to how you can say that that should have happened. So, and I also give an example of how to use the word um, in all of these examples here. So the example is, when asked at the Death by Chocolate fundraiser why he wasn't eating, the gentleman replied that he was allergic to cocoa. So why would he pay to attend such an expensive event? Quite ironic, being that most chocolate is made with cocoa. So mm-hmm. the difference from that would be coincidental is something that happens uh, due to no rhyme or reason it could possibly be expected. It could possibly not be expected. You just have no idea why it happened, but it's not the last thing you would think of it. It's just something that happens for no particular reason. So it was also it was also coincidental that another gentleman did not eat. But he, however, was overcome by the heat and felt too weak to enjoy the luscious selection of treats. <laughs> so just a quick example of how to use the word correctly and... Uh, I. I've paired them together. And I like your rhyme. You know, it's kind of poetic. Uh, I tried to make it fun. Uh, yeah. This is a very dry subject. Well, yeah, but it's an important subject. It is. But I think um, we used to, in the Navy, we used to have this big manual that was um, called NATOPS for um, explaining you know, how to use all the systems in the airplane. Really? And it was about two inches thick. We used to call it the big blue sleeping pill. <laughs> because especially in flight school, you have to read like every page of that thing. And uh, so you'd be studying it late at night in bed, and you'd just fall right to sleep. Wow. But I did not want that to be, uh, this. In, my book even has the blue cover, but I did not want this to be the little blue <laughs> sleeping pill. I wanted people to stay interested in it, so I tried to make it fun. I talked about... Uh, what, what I like about you know, this book is that it reminds me of, and I, I can't think of the name of it, but I have... Uh, into my drawer now, but I had this little, when I was first getting into sales, I cold called. It's what a lot of people do. Okay. I just cold called at, at companies in San Francisco. I had a business out of Oakland and I just cold called all day long, but I had this little book of one liners and like what to say and all this type of stuff. Oh. And different. Yeah. It was kind that of interesting. Helpful. Yeah. It was just like just a whole page of just like words and like three word phrases and, you know, putting sort of, uh, you know, a little, just a little quip together, yeah. actually. And Maybe I, I'll borrow that from you. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll send it to you because it's <laughs> it's a fun one. It's pretty handy. And I just had it next to my desk, and I would just kind of flip through it, flip through it. And now there's just so much of it that I have just kind of in, ingrained. Yeah, after you use it a few times, it really becomes pretty second nature. Yeah, like the other day I was doing a um, – uh, delivery for one of our uh, ice cold storage refrigerator trailers. And the book said, uh, this is a different book, but this is just kind of going back to, you know, how I'm always a student. And, and I just reread 
uh, Jeffrey Gittimer's uh, Little Red Book of Sales. I'm not sure if you've ever... Oh, yeah. I actually see it. I have that, actually. So there's one where he <clears> talks <throat> about, and this is why you always want to be reading, and I don't stress it enough. I, I try to read all the time. And it, it's the phrase big cheese. So when you're, you know, when you're at a location you think it might be a potential lead you say hey who's the big cheese around here that i can and and it just came to me naturally i hadn't used that phrase in forever and it sounds really outdated because it is outdated but it was super effective and i talked to somebody who was sort and i was really friendly prior to it i was talking to a security guard at this big venue and uh, it was actually uh well i probably shouldn't mention online but it was big big brand new venue in san diego and i said who's the big cheese around here that i could you know talked about getting future work here because we, were, we weren't hired yeah, by you exactly. guys directly exactly and the guys that you know what i know exactly who to take you over to he walked me over handheld me got the full introduction exchange cards talked baseball with mm-hmm. the contact and now we're in like flint but just being like and that's why I'm thinking what this book's going to be so great to have on your on your desk to be, you know, occasionally just, you know, you, know, you want to read it initially and then just snap through some of these little, you know, yep. the Keep word it. pairs, you know, because you have all these confused word pairs and just, you know, Keep com- it handy comprise, a, compose. Yep. I mean, it's, it's just interesting looking at it right now yep. because. And some of them are, you know, a lot easier than others and some of them are more common than others. But even little things like the difference between using the word who versus that, you know, a lot, I see that a lot. Um, where what page the, you on? I want to get, I got to get page 88. 88. People will say like, um, that was the man that mugged me last night. So it was, that was the man who mugged me last night. That was the man. So what's the incorrect one? They would say that was the man that mugged me last night. Yeah. So that was the man who mugged me last night. Yeah. So little things like that. and No, and I would have said that was the man that, because I wouldn't have said who. And so that's the thing where um, I've always been kind of a word nerd and um, sort of anal about some things, but this will take Nothing your... to do with being in the military, no, whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, that was way before the military. But um, this will bring your level of, I would say, sophistication of using the English language to a whole new level. If, if you're ready for that, if you're one of the ones who, who wants to just really raise the bar, then this is a good book for you. If you're not really too concerned with just the right word at the right time or really making an impact in the words you do use, then um, you know I would say buy it for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's... Um yeah, there, there's you know Chris Foss just did that uh, negotiating book, and okay. and he talks a lot. And I just, I read that one. He was an FBI negotiator, and it's, it's a lot of it is, you know, it's not, you know, I don't write a lot of papers, mm. but I talk to a lot of people, and oh, yeah. I, as I'm getting, you know, I guess more seasoned in life, I like to say I'm turning the turning the corner. Yep, I <laughs> I just want to be, you know. I mean, like you mentioned Toastmasters earlier. I, I was in Toastmasters and the pandemic hit, and now I should probably join another local chapter. I want to be more, more, you know, finished, you know, more refined, yeah, you know, have, a, have a, little, a little more polish on there, you know, because putting the the, wor- the wrong words together and, you know, you just want, 
you just want to, you know, I just want to know yeah, <laughs> how to really, do it. Because I cheated my way through, like, uh, um, some of my coursework and stuff when I was in high school. Well, and there's like a bunch most of you. people. Yeah, you know, I just, you know, we just cliff notes it. And you just cram and jam and dump it. I don't say I cheated, but I cheated myself out of the um, education I could yeah, have been the getting. benefits, you know? sure. Yeah, and so now, yeah. like, I'm, you know, fa- flash forward. Trying to make up for it, reading a lot now as an adult, putting together my own collective, you know, education because you never stop learning, even oh yeah, even absolutely. yourself. And if and if yeah. you are, if you think you know everything, then I don't even want to be your friend. Yes, you're <laughs> sadly mistaken. Yeah. I, mean, I learn something new every single day. So you know, Dave, you know, I'm working people, you know, see some of your work and the things you you know talk about. Well, I do have. Um, couple of different websites. I've got a, um, a Facebook page that I put a lot of videos and articles on, uh, as well as my LinkedIn page. So my LinkedIn page would be David Aldo Ray, and Aldo was a call sign that I got in the Navy. <laughs> and I there was Dave Ray, or David Ray is a very common name. That if you look at you know, either Dave or David uh, Ray on anything, the phone book, the Facebook, there'll be like 10 million of us. <laughs> so I had to come up with something that would kind of bring my page to the top. So Dave Aldo Ray is, is what I chose on that for my LinkedIn. Uh, hey, I like that. That's, that's clever. And it's your call sign. And it's my call sign. And it was How'd even, you get that call sign? Cause you don't oh, make up your another, own. That's another is whole that story. A that's a different <laughs> podcast. Uh, well, just quickly, Aldo Ray was a uh, ex frogman back in the forties that uh, turned into a uh, movie star, kind of a B grade movie star like Ronald Reagan. But uh, Aldo Ray was his name. Wow. Okay, so you have your LinkedIn page, your Facebook page. Now, for your business coaching services and for any other you know, media press opportunities for your book, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, they can call me directly or uh, email me directly. Um, I, I don't know if we'll be able to put the um, uh, information on the podcast. But, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll make sure we plug it in there for you, of okay, course. Yeah. yeah. So it's just Dave at DaveRay.biz. Um, and my LinkedIn again, Dave Aldo Ray. And, um, and I know where they can always find you at any East County chamber, any commerce East County meeting. chamber event of any kind or any time of day, luncheon, dinners, breakfasts. I'm, I'm always there. So just contact the East County chamber and say, Hey, I got to get in touch with Dave Ray and they'll plug it right through to me. And the most important thing, when does this book release officially and, where can people buy your book? Yes, thank you. That's the most important. <laughs> <laughs> Got to sell the book. <laughs> well, for me this week, that's my whole reason for being. Um, but yes, it's uh, I am doing it on Amazon. Um, a lot of uh, small self-publishers or first-time first-time uh, writers go to Amazon. It's it's um, essentially called KDP Kindle Direct Publishing, where you can upload books and you buy it on Amazon, just like any other book you'd buy. You can um, Go to the website there, Amazon.com, and you can, uh, if you type in Verbal Vigilante, uh, the first thing that will pop up is three record albums by some rap guy. <laughs> so I want you to filter for books first. Books first. And then type in Verbal Vigilante, and it'll pop right up to the top of the page. That's right. Dave's new book, Dave Ray's Verbal Vigilante, is coming to Amazon, available for, for purchase. Um, and Dave, also, uh, yes, just sir. real quick for people that you know, want to use other um, marketing 
uh, websites. You know, maybe they have a bad taste in the mouth on uh, Amazon for whatever reason. I, I know that they have put many small businesses out of business. But uh, there's other smaller websites that are starting to gain some traction. Uh, one is called Lulu, so Lulu.com, okay. com, And another one is um, BarnesandNoble.com, which they're, they're pretty big. But also a third one would be Gumroad. Gumroad. Like chewing gum and yeah. on the road, just Gumroad.com. And all of those sites uh, do the exact same thing that... Amazon does. They will download it either as an ebook or they will print on demand. So you order it, they will print one copy of the book, they will package it and get it in the mail, and you'll get it in about a week. Wow. So that's modern technology. It's pretty amazing. But you know, that's one of the things where I think modern technology is your friend and has created some amazing um, you know, lifestyle changes. But uh, any of these websites, Amazon, Lulu, Gumroad, Barnes & Noble, um, well, you, know, you can order it there and they'll print you one finished copy and you'll get it in about a week. And make sure to pick up your copy because this is one of those books that, you know, you're going to read it, you're going to study it, and you're going to refer back to it more than, more than you think you're going to. This is just, just great to have. I mean, there's so many, and they're all kind of covered in here too, all the different, you know, phrases. So in, in, commonalities that are mistaken so yeah dave, thank you yeah dave thanks so much for being here oh thanks for having me you guys remember dave at daveray.biz is his email you can catch him on linkedin facebook and download that cop or buy that copy from amazon or gumroad lulu.com barnesnoble.com and I'd like to just you know say thanks to uh let's tune in media studios for the opportunity to do our podcast out of here and and bring on some great people doing amazing things in the community like Dave Ray and his uh, new book, Verbal Vigilante. All right. Thanks so much for having me.